FMX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables on PulpMX.com. Mathis and Weed revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Lee at Re-Raceables. This is Indianapolis 04. There's a reason why we picked this race, and we'll tell you in a second. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Thanks to Lee for coming on board, whether it's Benny Bloss, Vince Freeze, Shane McElrath, uh, or Brock Tickle. Lee has got those guys covered head-to-toe with their uh, with their 9.5, 8.5 helmet, their 5.5 Flexlot boots, the 6.5 Velocity goggles, the uh, Smart Top Bullfrog Spas MCR team, head-to-toe with the folks at Lee I also spoke to Tickle the other day about some of the Lee mountain bike stuff and they do a good job with that he's enjoying that so thanks to liet uh, for coming on board liet.com also they've redesigned their brace over the years their neck brace that made them famous so please check that out uh in the world though crashes are reality we know that give yourself the best possible chance of keeping trauma to a minimum by selecting the best helmet you can find to protect your head and brain liet helmets feature category defining 360 turbine technology which are disc constructed from an energy absorbing material designed to allow the head to move slightly inside the helmet during a crash reducing rotational direct and deflective impact energy new for 2021 they've got a redesigned helmet the 9.5 carbon and 8.5 composite helmets so please check those out liet.com get the boots get the goggles Maxxis tires as well Maxxis.com Alex Ray using the Maxxis tires uh, of course the Rod Bell we're still waiting for the winter of Rod Bell it's coming though we hope uh, Maxxis.com mountain bike tires light truck tires trailer tires dirt bike tires they got it all Maxxis.com uh, I want to welcome in my co-host for this thing Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? We are in Indianapolis, recording this in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, but today we're going to talk about the old stadium. We, we did Indy 04, mm-hmm. uh, Indy 02, sorry. Today's yeah. Indy 04. Yep. We're here at Indy, mm-hmm. and then just bench racing, our buddy Jason Thomas came up as far as this race and how mad yeah. he, he, he had Honda and Yamaha guys at him. Yeah, yeah. And so we... Figured, why not do it? We're all here. We'll get him in and everything else. So JT's our guest for this one, yep. which kind of eliminates the where's JT category. We kind of made a promise to ourselves to never have JT on the show, just yeah. to make it different than our other shows. Yep. And we yep. got about half a dozen in and yeah. we blew it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to mention, hey, listeners, do you know that smell? That's that mixed gas smell, that two-stroke race day aroma. That is the smell of Blends All. For over 60 years, Blends All Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. Now, we're talking top tuners like Terry Varner. And factory-level riders like Mike Alessi. Now, you know that the Alessi group with Varner, they are not leaving any HPs on the table. So they are using Blenzol. They did it with the 2020 Two-Stroke World Championship using Blenzol. So nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzol's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil from the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label. Blenzol has you covered. They have four-stroke oils as well. So to learn more about their rich heritage or to shop the full line of racing lubricants, go to, go to Blenzol.com. Follow, follow them on Instagram. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah, I follow them on Instagram, so it's good follow yeah, yeah. over there. Yep. And, and like you said, the, the Alessis and Varner team, they're using the best. 
They are. Yeah, That's I it. mean, yeah. legend. I mean, if there's something that can get them a start, right. they're using it. Right. So, uh, Indy 04, Chad Reed on the Yamaha, of course. Uh, Kevin Windham. Uh, Ricky Carmichael is out this year. This is the year he sits out with a, with yeah. a knee injury. Yep. Um, so, that, that's going on. The title um, is basically Reed against Wyndham. Yeah, pretty yep. much, mm-hmm. right? And then also, uh, very random. So, Davey Coombs, who we knew was a pit reporter for a long time. Yes. And then he filled in for a few races uh, as a pit reporter, like uh, that um, where where he was already done and he was still a pit reporter. And then now we turn on Indio 4 to watch uh, that, and Davey is the color analyst in the booth. I know. With Robbie Ford. The versatility. I, <laughs> the versatility. Davey is the analyst. David Bailey gone or out? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think. You would Cameron know better Steel than I full time. Okay. Uh, and then Denny uh, Stevenson would fill in here and there. Usually when they brought in like the second team, it was Robbie Floyd and Denny. Yeah. But somehow it was Robbie Floyd and yeah. Davey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. So Davey's there, but the voice, he sounds like he's in a phone booth. He sounds like he's <laughs> like, or do you, hold on. Do you, we got to talk. I don't know if Davey would remember this week, but do you think that they recorded this after, do you think something happened to Davey's audio at the race or somewhere? And he had to redo it or something. Like, why is There's he, no way it filled in that. Why does he sound so different? I feel like there was a certain time on these broadcasts where they started. They weren't airing them live on TV, but they switched from the we record it, we tape it, we set it up. And then three days later, the announcers come in and voice it over, as yep. they call it. Yep. And then there was a time when they switched to they actually just recorded it at the stadium. And some of the audio was atrocious. I remember when they'd race at Seattle, and that was a dome that had the concrete roof. Yep. Most of these old domes, they had the fabric roof and it was held up by air like a balloon. Yeah. But the uh, kingdom in Pontiac was so loud. I remember one year, Bailey and Art Ekman, and whatever Bailey was saying, Ekman would just say, I have no idea what you just said, David. <laughs> uh, so I think they just struggled yeah, to get it that, right. That was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe it so. Took years to, to get this right. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, so. Davies, the color guy with Robbie Floyd, uh, and they're calling the action from this race. And uh, with a couple, couple, couple. David fun- does a good job. He does a really good job. Yeah, yes, he really he, does. He really does a good yeah. job. Uh, later on, raceables, the raceables. We're gonna have categories. Mm-hmm. Who really run? Who really won the race? Okay. Who's that guy? Award, lit kid award. Where's JT, which we will cover in extensive this yes. one. And the Jacob Barsack Award for the rider that did the best that nobody really remembers. I, I, speaking of don't remember, what is the difference between the Marsack Award and the who's that guy? Uh, who's that guy? Is like you literally don't know who. The, like oh, you never have even no, heard of him. You have no background information. You know, gotcha. some of these are harder. But yeah, Mars, most Mars of the time award know. for the guy that performed really well, shockingly well. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And yeah. the who's that guy award is just yeah. like I don't know who that guy is. Yes, you know, like, we haven't like, even heard of him. Or, or if yeah, you've yeah. heard of him, yep. You know, we've heard of most everybody. But mm-hmm. say you just know nothing else about the guy. Like if I told you with a gun to your head to give me three facts about Ted Campbell, gotcha. would you be able to do yep. it? Yep, I got one. Okay. One year, Davey told me to do a Ted Campbell feature. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, oh, High Point Nationals coming up. And then Campbell just wasn't racing. And right. I think he was just done. Right. Okay. That's all I got. Um, I got one. So anyway, so that's the point. I got a lot because I traveled with Ted. We called him the Oh, you shadow. got Ted. Yeah, yeah, I got Ted. But okay. that's an example. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Fair. Off the top of the show, they cover that Travis Pastrana is not there. He, yeah. He, he, 04. Say, was he ever there in 04? That's what. Okay. So thank you. That was my question. Like. Wasn't he pretty much done by 04? So, 02 and 03, he was supposed to race two He's fact, full full-time. factory rider. I thought he basically just took 04 off. I, I'm with you. So I then don't... Jamie Little does a report. She's the pit reporter. And it was, he's got a broken leg. 
He thought he had a broken leg. It's not broken, but he's hurt. He can't race. He's doing a car race. He's doing this a weekend. car race like, what? in Guatemala. <laughs> so yes, I don't know. I had no idea. So um, it is very bizarre to have a Travis Pastrana update like that. But hey, then they showed him crashing in St. Louis and getting helped off. He was a. Uh, crashing and he went down in that little yeah corner yeah, thing or yep. whatever so um travis getting hurt right so this is this is mike larocco's win that's that's the reason we're doing this that's yes. the reason we're doing this yes. mike larocco this is the last one of his career uh hometown guy from indiana mm-hmm. we're in indianapolis um and he wins and so where were you at this time were, were you at this race no this is a rare one i was surprised i went to indy supercross i i would I think I've been to every Indy Supercross since maybe 2000, except this one, because I'm assuming this was a GNCC weekend, and that was my primary job back then. I mean, I was coming to Indy before I even worked in the industry. Like, I was a college student. I'd drive out here. It was the closest to New Jersey. Uh, So I ended up missing this one, and uh, yeah, I know when our booth guy, Mike Farber, came back on Monday in the office, he was like, this is how Farber talked. You can't even believe it. Mm, The crowd. He's like a wave. Whatever the was. They're going crazy. <laughs> so the crowd. Yeah, it was. I was uh, working for Red Dog at Yamaha, but he was not at this race. 04 was the year that he hurt his wrist at Anaheim 2. And it was never really quite the same the whole time I was at Yamaha after that. Yeah. But so I was going to the races. 03, Timmy was out with Epstein Bar. I went to a bunch of them. Uh, that was that year that Chad and Ricky were racing to the title. And in 04, Timmy went down again, and I, they brought me to the races again. I was just kind of like a filler. Rookie Sorensen was Chad's guy, yeah. so I would help him. Uh, I, so I watched this race from the concourse, the lower bowl concourse. Why? I don't know. I just I had, a headset. Headset. I had, yeah, oh, okay. had a headset and a radio, and I was a spotter or whatever okay. for Yamaha. So yep. I watched it from the crowd, and I remember darting through the crowd to get to the pits, and like there were so many people, and they were freaking out, and, and, and Farber was totally right. The crowd was insane. This was the old dome, the RCA dome, yeah. and the crowd was absolutely bonkers for Larocco. He hole shots, and he takes off. And what's funny, Weech, is doing these re-raceables, We've covered this before. The memory we have of this race yes. is different from what really happened. Yes. Yeah. So if you had told me, you know, LaRocco won Indy, yep, I was there. I remember that. And he barely won it over Chad Reed. Chad was closing on him. That's, That's what, what I, I would have told you. It was you. like two laps away yeah. from Chad getting him. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, hey, who was your team manager at Yamaha back then? Jim Perry. Right. We saw Jim Perry about an hour ago right here. Now he's working for Feld. Yep. And he said the same thing. Yeah. He's like, if it was a 20-minute main. Yeah. Chad just needed two, three more laps, right? And we would have got him. So that's what I thought. That's what you thought. That's yes. what Jimmy thought. Well, uh, last lap, Larocco's got an eight-second lead. Yeah, seven points, Ch- seven seconds, in, and Chad's in third. Chad didn't even get second. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like again. It's like funny going to back and watch these races because I would have swore that Chad was coming hard. Oh, Chad yeah. goes down the first turn. That's oh, why. He does. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So people want to know why Chad went down in the first turn and uh, and went down. So. Um, Funny how that works for for the for, uh, for, yes, for your, your memory. Yes. Like, yeah. can Larocco hold on? It was never really dramatic. They never got close. Now we know the other crazy thing. Not only is it Larocco winning in Indiana, and also, by the way, was weird. Larocco almost never did well at this race. This was his home oh, race. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember I would, yeah. he would always start the season. I feel like yeah. Larocco, because he's such a hard worker, would yeah. always show up for Anaheim one freaking ready. Yeah, and the first three or four rounds. It was like, dude, LaRocco. Yeah. Well, and he, he won Orlando start... opener twice. Yep. yep. Won Orlando yep. opener twice. A lot of almost running down the win in Anaheim. A couple years earlier, he won Anaheim two, I think, in uh, 002. Mm-hmm. Beat Villeman when Villeman was really good. Uh, and then I feel like a lot of the other guys who probably didn't work as hard mm-hmm. would race their way into shit. Yeah. So yeah. by the time we got here, round six, round eight, yeah. he wasn't quite 
at the level that he was yeah. in California. Right. So for him to win this was big because I don't think he'd even had a lot of podiums here, A. But the most important thing, LaRocco sucked at starts. He's yes. one of the worst starters of all time, and he pulls the whole shot. Yes, exactly. He pulls the whole shot, which is, yeah, unheard of, right? Uh, just, yeah, no one would have thought that. He also, too, by the way, uh, so this is 04. Yamaha YZ250 steel frame bike. Yeah. Uh, really good bike. And, and, and you know, um, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, people, or when you're going to uh, get it, but we had Ricky on the Orlando one that we'll release before this one. And uh, um, Ricky was saying the Suzuki copied the Yamaha, which they really did. They yeah. copied the power valve system. They copied the, the bore and stroke. Yep. So they this bike was really good. Uh, and Chad never liked the aluminum frame as much. None of those guys really did like the aluminum frame as much. Uh, so Chad look, was on this bike. And he was, uh, Ricky was out and you watch within six minutes of watching a heat race. You're like, look at chat. Like he looks oh my God. awesome. And Morocco and Wyndham and these guys, not so much. Awesome. They're awesome riders. They're great. But yes. Chad looks like he's on another level than these yes. guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, the, you, you watch a lot of these old races, and again, we're not being disrespectful here. There's no doubt that on that night, LaRocco earned the win. He was a great rider. Wyndham was a great rider in his time. Yep. But this is 16 years, right? Yep. So when you watch these races back now, you see how the bikes work. You see the riding techniques, the styles. What I notice a lot of times in these 0405 races is the darn suspension. When yep. they land from jumps, it's still a bit of a thud. Yeah. Where now it's so smooth, the backside. Right, right. So it looks dated, but... Chad is one of the few things that you see and you're like, that still looks pretty good. Yeah. Like there's no watching Chad reading these and being like, wow, we used to think that was fast, Yeah. but look at these yeah, guys yeah, today. Yeah. No, no, it still looks fast. It looks really good. And as I said, this bike was amazing. Now I was on Yamaha at this point and Oh three, uh, Villeman was coming off that Oh two season where he, you know, arguably might've won the championship had he not crashed in that practice. Right. And, uh, and, Timmy was, uh, I think, got 11 podiums total in 03, indoors and out. Really good season for him. 04, the wrist is what I explained earlier. DV breaks his back at Daytona 03. Yeah, like uh, pretty scary, right? No, 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 oh, no, no. Just broke one of the winglets off or something, like stuff that people can recover from. Okay. So um, not that huge of a deal. but <laughs> Only in Supercross and Motocross do we say that. Right. Yes. But um, so also, though, Timmy's wrist. So we have a super team in 03. The point is we have a super team in 03. Yeah. These yeah. guys, all three of these guys can win races. That's what mm-hmm. we think. Doesn't go that way. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Villeman Brooks is back. He's never the same guy after, the, after he comes back. Right. Partly due to injury. He put some weight on while he was injured. Okay. And then his dad went home, and his dad was such a huge influence in his program. Oh, his dad was interesting. Gnarly. Oh, okay. So his dad went home after the 0-2 season, I believe. All right. So DV, you know, like anybody, he's been under his dad's thumb, yeah. right, forever. Uh-huh. Uh, so, dad a hard ass? Yeah. And so okay. neither DV or Timmy are the same guys that Yamaha thought they were getting. And Chad mm-hmm. is now the guy. Like, mm-hmm. Chad is, you know, the guy. So, it is, uh, it's interesting to see, look back at that time and kind of look at it and be like, you know, because um, DV starts out second in this main event. Yes. And just two years earlier, DV has one of his best races. We did a, re- a Lee at Re-Race yeah. from that one. Yep. Uh, and he has one of his best races. Mm-hmm. And DV, two years later, is right behind LaRocco, who he is clearly better at in Supercross. Yeah. And and he has nothing for LaRocco. He gets dropped, and at the end, he doesn't even uh, get second or third. No, he does drop back. And you know how this work works. Uh, riders of similar speed, and that's kind of where Villam and LaRocco were. They were like second, third, fourth a lot. Yeah. Right? 
they find each other on the track a lot. So there's a good three or four years spent. We have a lot of data of races that Villeman and LaRocco were in. Yeah, so you know where guys stand. Yeah. So when LaRocco just dumps him, yeah. eight laps in. Yeah. 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 It's a big it's, difference. It's a big it's a big yeah. shocker because yeah. just two years two years later, D V clearly blows by LaRocco and wins his race. But but no, he doesn't. LaRocco did beat him straight up um, for his previous win in O two. Uh Anaheim. He oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right, right. So Larocco could do it, yeah. but it's no, it's not the same DD. Right, right. It's amazing, and he's. Yeah, I know what you're saying. He's on the same team. He's yeah. the same guy, yeah. same yep. number, yep. same gear. Like it. Look, why isn't he that good anymore? Early on in this race, they, they show the helmet cam. Yes. Yeah. Our buddy Jason Thomas. Yeah. Yep. Running the helmet cam. Yes. So and then Davey has, as the analyst, has to break it down and mm-hmm. notes that JT is. You see, Thomas is jumping the whoops. A lot of riders will be skimming those tonight. <laughs> JT, a whoop just, jumper. Just a, a, a jab at him. Yeah. Born too soon, JT. Now we've seen the jumping of the whoops become yeah. a real thing. Yeah, really, Born right? Born too soon. Uh, 125 class. Uh, we'll cover that a little bit here. But 125 yeah. class, uh, the big news is James Stewart, uh, is uh, the, t- the championship is his with it's two bizarre. races to go. I don't remember this either. I remember the race. Stewart didn't race. Yeah, I remember Stewart that. Stewart crashes in practice. I right. did not know that he wrapped up the title. I'm a little confused as that worked. Did he wrap up the title? I can't yeah. even understand this, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, because he scores no points, but he still wraps up the title, but before the race. Right, because so before the race, they have uh, Jamie Little giving him the plaque and saying, well, congratulations, you wrapped up the title. Yeah, he has a concussion. I, 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 yeah. I was doing the math when I saw that on the, on the yeah, broadcast and thinking sense. that after the results of the main, it worked out that James had it won. But no, because this was before the, the – I, I don't know. I'm so yeah, confused. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. It conceivably be like, well, the second-place guy in points, yeah. if he won, yeah. James doesn't mathematically get it, but he got sixth. Yep. No, they do it before the main. Yeah. So there is a concussed James Stewart. Yeah. Uh, sad that he can't race, bummed, but holding the number one plate. And, and the best part I, is, he, to me, he says he says that I would like to go out there, but the doctor says if I crash again, it could be fatal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, and you got to think about it. Seven years later, he's still racing. Of course. Yeah. Stu. Yeah. Well, it's it concussion was fatal. A, fatal. Concussion was not a dirty word back then. They're just yeah. like, yeah, he has a concussion. Yeah. And he said, I'll be back next week. Yeah. So he goes from potentially fatal. Yeah. And he just races the next week. Yeah. No one thinks anything yeah. weird about no, that at no, all. No, no, no. Just, but that, yeah, in Indianapolis on that day, if he rode again, he, he could the, die. The doctor said it could be fatal. But so, seven days later, yeah. go, go rip it, James. <laughs> You're fine. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, even bigger than this. So, Stu, yeah, Stu has won every race yeah. in the 125 class that year. Yep. I, I guess you didn't remember this. We mentioned it in our uh, show we had the other day. Michael Jordan came to this race. Now, there had always been rumors yeah. that Stu was such a big story and that maybe Nike was taking a look at this and they were thinking of Supercross. And, you know, McGrath had really pushed Supercross into the mainstream, so it seemed possible. Yeah. Yep. So Jordan, because I guess he was Chicago-based, this is the closest. Yep. Supposedly, Jordan was in a suite and he was checking out Stu. Maybe he's going to sign him to a Nike deal. And then, of course, Stu crashes out of practice and mm-hmm. doesn't race. And uh, you never really heard any of these. Jordan I don't remember students. this. Yeah, it was a big I, I deal. I do not and a remember bummer. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ken Griffey came out to some, but I do not remember uh, Michael Jordan at all. Well, I think yeah. Griffey and Stu were legit buddies. Yeah, like legit yeah, friends. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a, right. I'll check this dude out. Right. Whoever he is, like Jordan was. Yep. And Jordan is a motorsports guy, as we know. He ran a road racing team. Yeah. Uh, now in NASCAR, so I'm sure he wasn't completely clueless. But Stu crashing out in practice was probably not what this dude was coming to see. Right. Yeah. Good God, can you imagine the Feld guys if Jordan? 
like oh had they, a team or like, sponsored, or, or even if he was like, did they put him on camera? I don't think they ever did. They never talked about him in the broadcast. Like, I don't know. I don't, that's why. Yeah. I, I'm questioning your your Jordan. You don't, story. You don't believe this? No, I don't know. I think really? it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I think okay. he might have just made no, that up. Jordan was there in the press box. Um, I think again, rewatching this, the the Larocco margin of victory we've we've discovered is something new. Also, Andrew Short. What the hell? On a Motor World Suzuki RM250, yes. he's in the 125 class at this point. Mm-hmm. He wins a heat race. Yeah, he jumps up to the 250s yes. on the opposite Just coast. Just on the opposite coast. Yep. And he wins the heat race. Yes. And he passes and drops Larocco, who wins the main, yeah. in the heat. In the heat. Straight up. I, 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 this blew my mind. If you had said to me, did Andrew Short ever win a heat race on a Motor World Suzuki, I would have said, no chance. Yes. Did Andrew Short ever win a heat race? And on the broadcast, yeah. it's like kind of a big deal, yeah. but kind of not. They're right. like seventh in points in the West and yeah. wins a 250 heat. Yeah. There's only two 250 <laughs> heats. He wins one of them. Yeah, it's not a semi. I'll, no. I'll go with a semi. No. But yeah, he's seventh in the 125 class, and he wins a 250 heat race. Just beats LaRocco yeah. straight up. Right, right. Uh, and um, um, his team said so his team manager, Paul Lindsay, who you know, used to work with, called it, saw it coming in practice. And I'm like, I'm thinking you maybe saw that Andrew is riding well. But maybe not winning a heat race. That's revisionist history. If Jamie Little said that your, your team manager, Paul Lindsay, told me that he was calling this. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. call bullshit on that. Well, that's, I, that, that's, I, I think it's maybe Lindsay said, hey, look at Andrew. He's riding well. And then after he wins the heat, you go back and then say, see, I told you. No, you didn't say that you, uh, he was going to win the heat. Yeah, come, come you, on. You, you said he was going to ride well. Yeah. Shorty, smiling as always. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, super very happy. happy. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that good job for Andrew Shore for winning a heat race. Yeah. Also, another rare appearance of GL, Grant Langston, oh, on yes. a KTM 250. Like, yes. again, I, I just <laughs> thought that his 250 KTM thing went absolutely garbage, right? That, that, that That's what I would think. I remember Anaheim won. Yeah. It looked pretty good. And I'm like, oh, maybe they have something here. Yeah. And that's all I remember being decent the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, I remember him flying over berms yep. and crashing and everything else. Concrete, but, hitting but, a lot of concrete. He's in there. He's in the mix. He got eighth in the main event. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, again, I thought it was a complete disaster. I agree. Uh, Shorty does get six, so good job. He, yeah. He's obviously feeling yeah. it today, yeah. tonight. So very good job on that. Uh, well, by the way, what you also pick up on this show is 04 is the absolute worst access point of the 250F in the 125 class. So Shorty apparently, I believe, is racing a RM125. Yep. So his seventh in the West is probably, again, we didn't realize this at the time. Yeah. He's probably with a handicap. He yep. might be the third best West yeah, guy, yeah, but he's yeah. seventh in points. Yep. Yep. So then he gets in the 250 class. 252 strokes, still the weapon of choice. Yep. Suddenly, you're like, oh, this guy's actually really good. Yeah, oh, oh, go, yeah. For, go figure. Yeah. Um, the Suzuki question of the week was gold. <laughs> that was gold. <laughs> So Suzuki gives the prom- promoters a, a lot of cash, and they sponsor you know a segment. Uh, yeah. The the Orlando 05 Suzuki thing just had James talk about scrubbing a Kawasaki rider <laughs> yes. talking yeah. about scrubbing. Yes. So like so probably what happened because that was 05. This yeah. is 04. Yeah. They probably saw this in 04 and were like, okay, well stop with this theme. Now let's just get opposing riders and teams to do this because clearly what's what could be worse than having a Kawasaki rider? Who was overseeing? Rider? Yeah. Who was overseeing yeah, yeah, Suzuki, yeah. this marketing so, budget? The Suzuki question of the week was, when was the last time Suzuki won a 250 Supercross title? Yeah. That's the question of the week from Suzuki. It's great. It's great. And they go to Roger DeCosta. <laughs> Running Suzuki at yep, the time. Yep. And he says, uh, the last title was uh, Mark Barnett in uh, 1981. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we get another one. 
We get to work on that and get another one soon. So, so uh, uh, twenty, <laughs> twenty-three years, twenty-three years later, killing it, killing it, Suzuki, <laughs> crushing it. We want to spend our hard-earned yeah. marketing dollars to get a segment on the show to tell the fans we have not won this title in twenty-three <laughs> years. We are spending our money to just let you know we're so bad, and here we're going to tell you how bad we are in a segment, and that's what I'm saying. So this we goes horribly. Won in twenty-three years. This goes horribly. So they're like, fuck it. Let's just do a segment with other riders and teams. Yes. And Orlando 05. Yes, Orlando. We would like to spend money to show how awesome James Stewart is <laughs> yes, on yes, his Kawasaki. Yes, yes, yes. This God. is a horrible God. idea, yes. Suzuki. So, uh, yeah, never change, I guess. I yeah, don't know. that's true. That's, it's a little bit parallel. Right. I will say in the 125 show, they have the same thing. Yep. They have a kid ask, when was the last time I won a 125 title? And it's, hi, I'm James Coy. I'm Brandon Jessamine's mechanic. The last time I won the title was 2003 with Brandon Jessamine. Right. So at least in yeah. that class, a yeah. little better. Yeah, a little better. Um, Brandon Jessamine, one of the all-time forgotten about. 100%. He was a champion. He was really a weird guy. Not he was weird. super weird, uh, I think. It was weird. Uh, can we say weird? I don't know. I hope he doesn't get insulted. Eccentric. Uh, not very quiet? Talkative. talkative. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But he did win a title. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, what's significant, by the way, this 125 race is this is right up there. Who, who's won the million dollars at the Monster Cup? Uh, Marvin? Yeah. Eli? And Villapoto? And Villapoto, yeah. Okay. Well, this is almost a million dollar Monster Cup payday for Josh Hansen. So, Stu's out. Somebody else is going to win. They mentioned on TV that not yeah. a single rider on the gate in the 125 class has ever won a race before. So we're going to get a first-time winner. Hanny wins it, and due to that, he gets an unbelievably lucrative, well over $1 million factory KTM contract for the next three years, I believe, all based on he won this one race. Yeah. So this, to me, yeah. is worth as much as he wants. He, he made more than a million dollars because of this one win. Because of his next contract. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's it's his first win, obviously. Paulie Carpenter's in the mix. Wow. I right? did not remember uh, he's that. He's a Cowie Factory guy this year, right? Yeah, he was like, uh, again, this 250F is brand new. Yep. So Suzuki and Cowie have that horrible combined yeah. merged bike. Yep. Uh, or it's the same bike with different plastic. And uh, yeah, so Stu decides he, he's going to race a 125. So Carpenter's like there to be... You're the guy that's got to develop this bike and yeah. display this bike. Yep. But, dude, he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie was pretty good. Um, Danny Smith wins a heat. Yeah. My old rider. Yep. Danny Smith winning a heat. And uh, and he's uh, looking good at that. Uh, Danny is on a Suzuki, correct? No, no. Yamaha Troy. Yamaha There's Troy? so many Yamaha. Yep. They're like star racing. Yep. Kelly, so many. Kelly Smith wins a heat. Yes. Yeah, so, two Yamaha Troy riders yep. win the heat. Not Hanny. Kelly Smith, my also my old rider. So, my that's old riders true. sweep the 125 heats. Should have just joined Yamaha Troy. Yeah, really, right? Should have just joined Yamaha yeah. Troy. Now, uh, you're like saying to yourself now, wait, so they won the heats with Smith and... and, and Smith. Smith and Smith. Yep. But they also had Hanny. Why did they have three riders? Because what what was the deal with... I know you're mad at 250 rules yeah, now, but what yeah, the hell is I, this? I what the hell is this? Well, Hanny was west, and he just shows up to ride east. And they just and, let him. And they just let him. And then at some point, they were letting guys do that, but not counting their points. Do you remember that? Yes, I believe no, Hanny no. didn't... His points did not count. But then when they showed the points on TV, they showed his points. But then it said, with western riders counting. I was so I asked you to rewind it because I'm like what what just happened there? They yeah. showed me the points, yeah, and I saw the Stu's leading and yeah. I saw the list, <clears> and then they uh, maybe I blinked my eyes and they came up with another list and Hanson's in there, yeah, seventh, 
Yep. And, and I'm like, what is going on here? That's the same list with a few names different. And yeah, I don't, yes. I don't know, dude. I'm so confused. Yes. Yeah, so Hanny was racing right. 125 West. Yep. And then he just keeps racing in yep. the East and starts doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, he wins. It's insane. It's yes. an insane rule to be like, yeah, just come in here, take take points or positions, take positions and money yeah. away from the other coast. Yeah. But you're not racing for anything. Yeah. But just go ahead. Like, yep. I just insane. Unbelievable. It, it, is this is this Steve Whitelock? Uh, I think 04, it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. this is the man who, who gave us the Supercross class in Supercross. <laughs> Same man. So, uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, so, Kelly Smith, yeah, my old rider wins one heat. Danny Smith, my yeah. old rider wins yep. the other heat. So. Now, also the 125s. So much Davey Millsaps hype. Oh, God. Yeah, so this is much. his rookie year. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Stu had been so spectacular two years earlier when he turned pro, and there was a lot of, we got another Stu-level yeah. talent coming, and then Millsaps couldn't race round one because he was actually 15 at the time. His birthday was like the day after. So people are like, once he gets on track, look out. But it, it didn't actually go very well. He got, he got, yeah, I remember him doing better than we kind of recapped a little bit off the air. Like you were, no, 04 was not. Yeah, good. and and but dude, there was um, again. I, I'm I'm a mechanic, so I'm balls deep in my work and yeah. team and everything. But <laughs> yeah. I remember a significant Davy Millsaps hype. Oh, big time. Okay, hype. so there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay, big yeah, time. Okay, hype. Yeah, well, yeah. to the point where his agent was trying to. Like, sue the AMA or petition to be like, let this 15-year-old race. If he misses round one, that could cost him a title. Because yeah. people legitimately thought he could win the title yep. in his first year. And then when he was racing, he was not even getting top tens. Now, by 05, the next year, Millsaps was really good. But 04 was a disaster. He was pretty fast in his heat. Right. And then, oh, my God, does he go over the bars. Yeah, he, yeah that's a bad one. Um, yeah. At the end of this year, I helped the guys in the shop build a YZ250F to send to Davey. Try to get him on. Got him on a Yamaha. Really? Yeah, yeah. He rode test rode the bike. Said it, and wow. He was on the Pulp Show a little while ago, and he said it was garbage. But really? Yeah, yeah. But we were, we Yamaha tried to get him, and Jimmy wow. Perry yeah. flew out to uh, to Georgia to go have Davey wow. ride it. So, uh, now, total, in his defense, he's on an RM125. Yes. Which again, yeah. that was probably the real problem. We yeah. didn't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So, Hanny pretty much the whole shots right takes yeah, off. Yeah, but like, Carpenter I mean, yep. runs him down. Yep. I do not remember this. Yep. Carpenter tries to pass him, loses the back end, goes down, and then almost runs him down a bit again. Yeah. Carpenter. Who knew? Um, Danny third, Metcalf fourth, Boniface fifth. Uh, in the four, in the 250 class, it's uh, um, it's interesting to see Chad. Chad falls in the first turn. Comes all the way up. He's all over Wyndham. Doesn't make, isn't able to make the pass. Yeah. Um, he's clearly better than everybody else. Um, yeah. They said, and I didn't remember this, but they said Wyndham had gone on a two or three race win streak before this one. Um, I think he did, and then he was on a win streak, and then Chad was on a oh, win streak coming into it. Coming into it, yeah. 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 So at some it's point, like Wyndham wins. was knocking some points down. And yeah. this is Salt Lake City fuel penalty, where Chad was going to clinch it a race early. Oh, yeah. And then a fuel penalty yeah, hit, hit us at yeah, Yamaha, yeah. and then yep. uh, we had, Chad had to clinch it in uh, in Vegas. So, That's right. That's right. Uh, track, track was good. Track was good. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, track was good. Uh, it looked like, you know, pretty not, not so soft, you know, and everything yeah. else. Uh, and maybe, maybe... Chad wins this thing if uh, the old uh, rolling tank doesn't get in the oh, way in the main event. Yes, so, yes, lap rider. Uh, yeah, lap rider. So let's uh, let's bring in JT, shall we? To uh, to break this thing down. Mm-hmm. Lee at Reraceables, Indianapolis 04, presented by Maxis and the guys at Blends All. Here's Jason Thomas and us two talking about his uh, race. Let's say. <laughs> And now, Weege, on the Lee at Re-Raceables, we are going to bring in our special guest for this Indianapolis 2004 race, uh, the man who uh, played a pivotal role in the outcome of this race, none other than Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. I, uh, I remember this race well. Uh, I think that I'm going to have remembered it differently than what we're about to witness, but oh, okay. we're going to get to that. 
Uh, I think our goal was to never have JT on the show, just to make yeah. it be different than all the other shows we did. But unfortunately, he was involved in this race. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. I would never let that happen. And then we're here. We're actually in the, Indy. I mean, literally, here, and it was too easy to do this. We'll, we'll cover the category of what's JT doing. Yeah, where's JT? Where's JT? We will still cover that. We'll still cover oh, the okay, category. Okay, we'll still cover yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Liat Reraceables yeah. podcast. Thanks to Liat, though, Weege. I mean... Great brand, great gear. Yep, yep. They're really helping everybody us out here with this is pod. on board. They're, they're really yep. helping us out yep. with this pod, so it's fantastic. They bring us guys. JT. Actually, they bring us our guest. They yeah. present yeah. our <laughs> guest. They do. <laughs> yes. Exactly. JT is very happy. Yes. Um, so uh, this is uh, uh, Indianapolis 04, and JT, you're riding for Subway. And as we mentioned off the top, you got the helmet cam on. I do. You're yeah. running the helmet cam. They show Big you in time. the main. They show you in practice. That was pretty normal. I used to, I wore it uh, indoors, outdoors, um, and through a few different broadcast companies, Speed. Uh, ESPN, and the only thing I'll mention about the helmet cam was, wow, did I go through some technological advances when through that process. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, they went from literally like a, it was heavier than my helmet. I remember that specifically, the helmet cam, when I first started wearing it, was heavier than my helmet. Really? And we had to position it in a way that my head didn't tilt forwards or backwards. <laughs> like, my neck wasn't strong enough to hold it, but I wanted the publicity so bad, yeah. which is what's led me to being, forcing my way onto this podcast right mm-hmm. now. But then the ESPN helmet cam was just well, unbelievable. Great. Yeah, there was actually like so. I was privateer. Oh, I was a okay. privateer mechanic for a little while, and there were privateers bent out of shape that they didn't get asked to run the helmet cam. The Ryan Clark program. Dude. Yeah, people yeah. wanted to run the helmet cam, yeah. believe it or not, because it gave you a good presence on the broadcast, and it was a, a source of like pride yeah. or a source of uh, income. Uh, income. I don't know. Not income, but no, just no, whatever. Just publicity. Yeah, publicity. Yeah. It was great for sponsors. Right. right. Um, they would allow income, me bro. to put a, a sticker or a little like rise that had a sponsor on it. You know what was the undoing though was that ESPN helmet cam because once they got it light enough, Ricky was like. Yeah, I can wear that. Before, he's like, <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. way. And I was like, I don't care, man. As long as I can get around the track, I'll, I'll do neck exercises. Give me the camera. Yeah. But then when the ESPN one, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, well, we got Ricky now. And I'm like, and? Yeah. And they're like, no, you don't know. We, we got Ricky now. And I, I yeah. totally got it. Well, I was just trying to push remember, through. Remember, Jeremy wore it, crashed in Tampa. In Atlanta. Never, never, it off. Yep. never wore it again. And then yeah. now we're at the point where these guys, uh, not in 2021, but say 2017, 20, none of them would wear it. That's what none I don't of, get. Yeah. So we had 0405, uh, 05 Orlando. We just did yeah. a show on that. Stu is wearing it. Yeah. Not easy to get Stu to do stuff. He does it. Right. That is 15 years. Why is no one running a live helmet cam today? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It. I don't know. I, don't I know. I know. Like Roxon refused to do it, and a couple other guys said we're not doing it at some point a yeah. few years ago, and then I don't know what ever happened. But minus yeah. one. You know what my guess would be? Money. All comes down. There's. They some, want to get paid are, for it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the agent is in there saying, okay, if we do this, we need to have sponsor representation somewhere involved yeah. in this, okay. right? There's so many layers. But to that's it. fine because you had you your little logo that showed that's up there. That's a long time ago. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. But but uh, yeah. So JT's in the here Subway Honda, um, and uh, they use you to ride a lap of the track in mm-hmm. practice. And Davey Coombs, who is the color commentator, says, "Notice Thomas is <laughs> jumping the whoops, where a lot of riders will be skimming those things later on." But in in fairness, <laughs> they didn't blitz at this race. They jumped at this yeah, race. Yeah, you're right. They so, quadded. Caught the middle. Suck yes. it, Davey. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, and yeah. So, Subway Honda, JT, good years for you at this team. Uh, where's JT category in the Lee at Reraceables? He's riding for Subway Honda. Uh, and uh, Joe Olaf's your teammate. Mm-hmm. Clark Styles as Styles. well. Yep. Good, good team. Solid yeah, team. Absolutely. Main event guys yep. uh, for the most part. I so. mean, we had three out of 20 guys in every main event. It's pretty strong. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like factory level presentation in a main event. Maybe not on the podium, but good for the sponsors. Could you just explain that sponsors thing? 
because you see Subway, Coca-Cola, Honda, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, they cracked the code. But it wasn't exactly that. No, and I, I never did get the full story. Yeah. So That's odd. The team, right. The team or all my money. I never got complaint <laughs> of anything. Yeah. Uh, the team owner's wife... Uh, her family was very well connected at Subway. So mm-hmm. there was a tie-in there. I think they ran it through a regional sponsorship, though. There was money coming from Subway. Yeah. No doubt about okay. it. Um, I just don't think it was like, hey, the national marketing manager of Subway right. put this deal together. But, it, I mean, Subway was writing checks. I did, saw Subway checks oh, okay. coming in. Did you ever get a free sub? Yeah, all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you did uh, get perks. Yeah, wow. their family, she was so tied in. Uh, I think her uncle was like a, in C-suite of Subway. They bought a couple stores. And so anytime I went to their stores, I ate for free. And then they gave me a ton of the stamps. Yeah. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, when yeah. we can get. So, yeah, I ate Subway for free all the time. So on that level, it was great. Right. I got lots of free food. Uh, would you rather have the free food back or the No, money? I would take the 35 grand right. that okay. I'm still owed. Yeah, fantastic. Buys a lot of subs. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We were in Houston, and uh, JT missed a lunch because he was waiting for me to come back for a run. I don't know why he waited for me, yep. but he did. I'm yeah. nice. Yep. And then he complained, oh, fine, I'll just. I'll go to the subway over here. Yeah, good point. You yeah, made subway yeah. sound like it was garbage. Well, <laughs> all they've done so for you. So what I, what I like to do when we're traveling, I like to try new things, right? Okay. I like to go places because I go to subway all the time at home. Their salads are great, but I eat it every day. Ah, so, so you're not talking trash on subway. You like subway. Yes. It was just like I had an opportunity to experience this new Mexican place with Steve, yep. with you, with who was Phil? Uh, Truman. Truman. Yeah. And uh, with Thomas. And I missed out on a great travel opportunity and experience that they had great you had fish tacos yeah yeah amazing fish tacos which, which i would not have had anyway but i missed out <laughs> on this because i tried to be the nice guy and wait for you and you i don't know where you ran to i so, think you ran to anyways, we, galveston let's keep us back on track here <laughs> lee at re-raceable maxis blends all on board with us um so jt in the main event you're getting lapped chad is coming through the pack i crashed on the second lap okay you're getting lapped. Yep. I and swear you were battling with Ramsey, though. Ramsey was in fourth, fourth, I think. Yeah. And you were... Yep. When Chad comes up on Ramsey, you're there, and then it. if you quizzed a fan in the stands, they would say you were battling Ramsey. You you kind of held Chad up. I don't doubt it. Um, it, it. Remembering at the time, there were certainly some hard feelings. I remember uh, Chad being angry, and Rookie was his mechanic at the time, yes? Yeah. Rookie, oh, rookie yeah. being angry. Uh I don't. I definitely didn't do it on purpose. I think I was in like 18th place looking back through the results the other day when I knew this was kind of upcoming. So I don't really have a, a good reason. Um, I, I'm interested to watch it again. I haven't seen it since right. then. So well, maybe we can pull it up. Yeah, can, I'll, I'll can, walk can you, through and can you, um, can you pull it up? Try to or, uh, get right. inside as to what's you going had it right in front head. of you. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Okay, so go, um, go ahead. While Steve looks for that, uh, we always talk about Indy. We're here at Indy actually today when we're recording this. How it's soft the dirt was, but I mean it's very tough to this grainy VHS level footage. Yeah. but it didn't look that. It no, and, and a lot of that is time of the year, you know. And remember, this is this is back when we, they would use lime extensively. Yeah. They were not no scared worries. of lime yeah. lawsuits back then. Yeah. So uh, they had plenty of ways to get the track harder. Also, remember that we had a full-on Friday practice day mm-hmm. with multiple practices. And that does a world of good for turning the dirt over. They work on it multiple times, which brings wet dirt to the top, and it dries all the way through. Uh, so, you know, situations like this, a lot of times the track where you thought it was going to be super ruddy, by main event time, it really wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, the Rocco wins, and the crowd is losing their minds. Yep. 
do you wear, are you aware of that? You could hear. Oh, like yeah. during the race. Crazy. Yes. Did you know that was why? No. Um, and, and you know that would that's a theme, and you could go ask anybody. You know anybody that's been a middling pack guy, tenth place around their whole career, they're going to always mention that. Man, I could just hear the crowd. I had no idea what was going on. I yeah, just yeah. knew it was dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't see it. It's on yep. the other side of the track from you. Mm-hmm. And then if you do end up getting lapped, you're like, oh, that's why this guy's winning, or there's a battle going on, or whatever. But I, when when Waraco started to catch up to me, I'm like, oh, there you go. That's why you got Waraco, who's on his way out of the sport and his hometown race, winning the race. So it all kind of made sense. Oh, I see. So. When he got to you, you could hear the crowd. But I, they were going nuts the entire race. Oh, <laughs> when he got the whole shot, yeah, it started and it never really stopped because there was so much excitement about him leading. So it was just this twenty laps of crowd screaming, and it, and it certainly ramped up. But it was for a Supercross main event. It was probably one of the the longest. Uh, engagement with engagements with the crowd I've ever seen. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't like most races they get excited over this particular moment, right. but this is actually all 20 laps. Yep. Uh, so the track's actually pretty good uh, at that point. Um, you're on a 450 Honda yeah. at this yep. point. Uh, Wyndham's on a 450 Honda. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Nate Dog's factory bike. What was the state of 450s? Uh, at this stage. So really the first uh, go around in Supercross for everybody was 03 as far mm-hmm. as privateers. It came out in the summer of 02. So in 03, yeah. we all got them. Pretty good. I mean, I felt like I rode it much better and I thought it was an advantage over the two-stroke. 04 was a little better, but it wasn't until 05 that they took a huge step forward. Well, listen, the production 05s were better than our factory bikes over at Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's just get that straight Absolutely. Right No, no, that's right what I'm yeah, saying. Like, right, 05 right, was the right. huge step forward. Right. 04, they were good, but I remember looking at Ramsey's bike. I got it here at Weech. Oh, you did? Okay. There were parts on his bike that were unidentifiable yes. to me. Yeah. I didn't even know what they were. Oh, they had a magnesium carburetor. Man, yeah. Just a super trick magnesium yeah. carburetor. We just looked at that. We're like, that, that thing's worth more than a whole bike. That's what have. I mean. Like, I didn't know so, what that was. I'm right. like, I, that's that different color. Right. That looks like a different material. So, JT, here, here we, we pulled it up in here. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, uh, so LaRocco's leading here. Yep. And um, It's J- funny. I can remember J- this track like yesterday. The like, I remember time. the rhythm. Really? That's crazy. Triple onto the table here, step off, then three. Yeah. That's crazy that you could remember that. Well, you just, man, these things get imprinted in your brain. Well, you, if we quiz t- Timmy on one of these races. <laughs> well, Timmy's, Timmy's, Timmy's an anomaly. Did I race in Indy? Would, would, would Timmy follow any of these guys would he, on Instagram? That would be his, 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 his thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here I am. So here you are. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there, there you are on the subway. So you're just inside line there. Ramsey's right behind you. You're inside. So is, Ramsey's battling. Is when he they, in? He's in position, though. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm just yeah, okay. where so you're, 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 you're inside actually again hanging here. with Ramsey. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right okay, here. Okay, so just uh, then Chad's, Chad's right over Ramsey. You're uh, still, still, still up there. Yeah, I'm not sure what's right. I'm okay, not sure what so I'm there doing. you go. You're, you're going inside to the outside there. Ramsey gets by you in the whoops. And then you just take you Chad high, bro. take Chad yeah, high there. I don't triple so, on. Oh, I did triple on. Here's your helmet uh, cam. Yeah, I ruined him there. And then you, we still f- were waiting, but nope, Chad's probably right on the right there. Still yeah. not getting you. Yeah. Chad's well, he's not, not really close to me at this right this oh, okay. second. But yeah, that, I did screw him up in that corner, but I did not know he was really there either. Okay. Well, just he's not keep close watching. to me right now. Yep. I know it probably gets worse, but I'm just saying he's not even he's not even close to me. So there he goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. There you, you know go. what? I, you know what? I honestly think that, and that's inexcusable <laughs> by me. But I, I think that I was really angry. Um, I crashed on the second lap of this main event, and I was in dead last. And I think that I was just in a place where I didn't care. And, and that's well, not okay. That's yeah. certainly not okay. Right. But I think that's what it was. I, I don't think I really cared at this moment who was well, behind me or around me because I was so angry about being last. I asked Millsaps on the show the other day, you know, worst guy to lap, and I brought up JT's name, and he said, oh, no, no. Heath Voss. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Keith Voss Notorious. would never well, you know move, why. right? And you I know. said, yeah, it was Lewis before Voss. Lewis took the crown forever, and then Voss had the crown after that. So, JT, even though this is bad, <laughs> yeah. you're not in the running for the crown. No. Of, yeah. You know why Voss was so bad? He wore earplugs. Yeah. He, he didn't know you were there. Ever. Really? Yeah, but Ever. still blue flags. Still blue flags. Are no, waving. I'm just telling you, because yeah. I battle with him a lot in my career. He would squeeze on you, and like you're like, whoa, dude, I'm right here. He had no clue you were even there. Wow. And I brought it up to him one time. He's like, yeah, I can't hear you. Like, I have ear wow. I don't know. I don't know who's around me. That's but amazing. He's like, it was like a mental thing. He's like, I'm just going to race my race. I don't care who's around me. I don't care what if the leaders are coming. I don't care if I'm winning. I don't, I don't want to think about that. Any of that. But so there's I, still blue flags throwing but I'm, yeah, I understand. But, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like historically when you're looking for a reason why somebody's hard to lap they don't always throw like for me you didn't see blue flags did you see any blue flags anywhere near me in that uh, whole, yes in the beginning there was one. but right yeah. now no. like that yeah. whole time when chad's behind me no right. blue flags right. no, you know so if you don't if you can't hear them and you don't have any blue flags how are you supposed to know right so. do you think there's a chance you basically were with ramsey who's on the four stroke and you're in a four stroke and then when chad gets to you is there a chance you didn't realize that it was ramsey and a two-stroke guy chad no, I don't know. Hey, wow, well, look. Getting honestly, they were right on each other. But right, but looking back on this, my actions of getting in Nate Dog's way way worse than Chad. I was in Chad's way for one corner. Yeah. Realistically, I yeah. screwed him up in that rhythm section. I think he was nervous that I wasn't going to triple on because he, yeah. he tri- probably should have just tripled behind me. Yeah. I think he was nervous I wasn't going to do it. He didn't want to land he likes to. Right. I screwed Nate Dog way way worse. Oh. The only way I guess I would feel better about that is Chad was going to get him anyway. Where's but. JT? Category? We answered it. Right in the way. Right in the, the way. Answer's right in the way. Nathan Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There, there it is. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I was, as I said earlier in this pod, JT, I, Timmy was hurt. I was up in the stands. Uh, I was in the concourse area with a headset on, yep. and it was the place was going bizonkers. There they, was they were, some blowback, I remember, it. on Vital and some places uh, about me just being a roadblock and I should quit and uh, oh, really? never race again. Oh, yeah, that seems odd. That seems that. odd. From, and and I, I remember watch, watching the race going just kind of, you know, cringing a bit. But, again, I really think mentally I was just like, I don't care. Do well, whatever you're going to yeah, do. I don't yeah. care. Well, one of the things we talked about earlier before we got you on here is, like, you look at Wyndham. Not not so much Wyndham, but you look at LaRocco and you look at some of these other guys. Chad is so much better than these guys in Supercross. Yeah. He is downsiding stuff. He's aggressive. He's attacking. These other guys are still kind of jumping, like, yep. up. It's hilarious. And, and the heat race ch- I w- we were watching a little bit earlier was really impressive to me. And, and it's so long ago, you kind of forget, man. He was really before his time with yeah. some of his technique. Yeah. It, uh, it really makes the guy – I mean, Rocco wins, so full credit to him. But, yeah. yeah but it, he it, does it, not look dated. Like, no. you watch Chad in here, 0-4, mm-hmm. and you're like, Chad damn. Look- Chad looked more dated at Salt Lake City last year than he does. I, I'd say. I'd say. Well, I do feel like Chad, and you know him really well, JT, so tell me if I'm right or wrong here. I feel like 03, 04, a lot of times guys come in with that extra little scrub and flare and rev, and as they get older, they it doesn't really help. Yep. They take that out. Yep. So I feel like he looked more beastly, wow, look how gnarly this guy is in his first two years yeah. than he ever did. Well, and mm, I don't know about ever. But you know what? But somewhere so, along the line, it changed. No, let me, like, think of Villeman. Think of the gnarly body English at yeah, first, yeah. and then he didn't ride like that anymore. Right, right. Or Barsha. He was way more rev and scrub yeah, yeah, in yeah, his yeah. early yeah. days than he is now. But I think for Chad, you said the first two years. I think that it went longer than that. So, so uh, he, maybe. my question know. is, and Chad has, Chad has been... stroke didn't help. Chad's been very, and you're going right where I'm going, Chad's mm-hmm. been very outspoken about the fact that when the four show came, 
it got much easier to go fast. And, and I agree with that. That's why I love the four stroke yeah. so much. It, it just allowed me to go faster just by default. You and 13, 30 other privateers. Absolutely. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. I think that hurt him because you watch him ride this two stroke and he's just doing things with the motorcycle. Oh my the other guys can't do. Yes. It just cannot do. So as much as I hate to give him credit, cause some of his theories are just out of this world. <laughs> I think that one actually carries some water. That steel frame holds YZ250. water. Holds water. Holds water. Yeah. He can carry some water. Carry, carries weight, holds water. Yeah, That's okay. what I'm looking for. Yeah, that the steel frame YZ250, Chad, you still watch it. Like, in his corners, you're just like, yeah. Jesus, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, it just he just looks so much more impressive than, than a lot yep. of these guys. It, it, uh, so. You forget. It's very easy to forget, and I think that's the point that people have made about his legacy is that he carried on for so long, kind of just off that mm-hmm. you know what he was at one time that you forget. You get lulled into this Chad Reed yep. that you came to oh. know. The last two years, he looked like a wooden statue. Yeah, you know what and I mean. Like he was so than that. stiff. He was like 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, he was not the yeah. same. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah, still yeah. fine, yeah, better yeah. than I ever yeah. was. But right. it wasn't the Chad Reed that no. we're watching on this race. No, no. And he and he, and as I talked about too, he loved this bike. He mm-hmm. loved this bike. It was yeah. a great bike. We went to the aluminum frame the next year. Yamaha did. Yeah. And uh, he never never gelled with it. Although he had some great rides on it too. But yeah. it, this one was. I rode this yeah. bike a lot. You know the only what yeah. what. Just Timmy's practice bike. Uh-oh. But oh, the, bike. Um, okay. the tough part about this, and Steve, you'll remember, is that we were, this was the time of uh, oxygenated fuels. And on the hot lap, these guys had to basically hold the thing wide open all the way around the hot lap. Or was, the that spark o- plug. was that 05? Well, whatever, this time oh, frame. Oh, yeah, yeah, time frame. But yeah. the spark yeah. plug would yeah. foul. Yeah. And I remember there was several times you guys had to change spark plugs yeah. after the parade lap because they, they let it load up. Yeah. I just yeah. remember that all the time. I'm like, God, can you guys shut up? Like the, the whole the, way around the, the parade lap, they're just was, holding it wide the open. The whole wow. thing was that this fuel, once it got hot, once the bike got hot, made more horsepower than VP's other stuff. I forget what this stuff was called. The, the hard part is, is it took a long time to get warmed, warmed up, and it would foul the plug if the motor wasn't at the right temperature. So yeah, it was ridiculous. We, I mean, had, just, we had spark plugs like like six packs yeah. of spark plugs. The entire plugs. lap we just blah, 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 how, how? Be, pulling the clutch in or what? No, just neutral. Neutral, yeah. Neutral. As really? a, yeah, yeah, because it would load so it would up coast immediately. around the track. Yeah, like just go yeah. into neutral yeah, you just and had coast. To, you just had to. I mean, we had to rev the things up. Right, and they're on the starting just, line. They're just holding the thing, freaking, just revving the piss. But yeah. it would. You could hear it loading up, right? If they didn't yeah. do that, it would if immediately foul. If you just went. Yeah, forget yeah. it. Plug, so even on the foul. gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, holding yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah plug foul if it, if you just kind of blip the throttle. Probably so why Voss wore earplugs? Yeah, really, right. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so there we go, everybody. That's the uh, Leah Reraceables Indy 04. Where's JT category? He's out there screwing over Chad Reed. Uh, I, I got Nate Dog worse. I don't feel bad for Chad. <laughs> I feel bad for Nate though. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming in, JT. See ya. Well, yeah, I guess you know what we uh, JT just basically nailed it. He he was angry. He was angry. Yes, and, and yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's funny? Yeah, he told us not on here. We were talking to him about it the other day. I, I didn't realize in '04 he and Chad. It was before yeah. JT and Chad became yeah. best bros. Yeah, yeah. Chad didn't really know him yet. Yep. Yeah. So, so I was like, Chad was mad at you, and you were friends. God, not be- yet. Between this and the Indiana Legends race and holding up Dunge. We got a trifecta of yeah. things for JT. JT has jacked up a lot of the legends. <laughs> JT's jacked up a lot of the legends. Uh, Wyndham, actually, when Wyndham was yelling at JT at that Indiana Legends race yeah. a couple years ago, yeah. JT should have said, I helped you. Yeah. I helped you gain points on Chad totally. in 04. Great point. Yes. Listen, he helped you. Listen here, you asshole. I held Chad up for right, you. Right. Tried to get you a title. Yeah. God. God. Yeah. I got you two <laughs> points at Indy 04 because there's no doubt that if you rewatch this race, you will see JT holding Chad up. That 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 uh, that cost him a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. It wasn't you know. Well, you just heard JT. He's yeah. not saying Chad was just in the heat of the moment, angry. Yep. It was more like no. 
Yeah. He was in the right. Yeah. I, I, yep. I screwed up. Uh, so, yeah. Liat, uh, re-raceables. I want to thank the folks at Liat, of course, on board with this podcast and uh, the title sponsor. So, thanks to those guys. Bulletproof? Yeah, that's right. All Liat goggles are bulletproof. They can take impacts like no other. 6.5 velocity goggles offer outstanding clarity in all conditions. Featuring an easy clip-in lens that takes 20 seconds to replace and includes permanent anti-fog, anti-scratch, and 170-degree wide vision. Uh, Vince Freeze, Benny Boss, McElrath, and, of course, Tickle all use this goggle. And uh, I wonder if Jeff Bloss has a pair of two for when he like karate kicks and puts a goggle on yeah puts a goggle on imagine a kick with the boots yeah imagine those put, boots putting on. the uh, yeah. flex lock boots on and then doing a kick and oh. then with the goggle i'm thinking he had the goggle on for the spray of blood from splitting somebody's oh, head wide true. open <laughs> like so, a watermelon yeah yeah like, like gallagher like gallagher smashing watermelons <laughs> yes, yes. so thanks to liat.com for coming on board also thanks to Blenzol? Yeah. Uh, okay, so as we mentioned at the top of the show, yeah. if Farner and Alessi are using it, yeah. I mean, that should be that, enough, but if you need me to tell you a little more about it, you can get Blenzol's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil from the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label. Blenzol has you covered. It's got that potent mixed gas smell that everybody loves. We're all going to miss it, uh, especially, I mean, at least some two-strokes around now, but who knows where we're going to be in 10, 20 years. So soak it up while you can. Learn more about Blenzol's rich heritage or shop Blenzol's full line of two-stroke. And, yes, they have four-stroke racing lubricants as well. Go to Blenzol.com. That's blend, Z-A-L-L.com. Or follow them at Blenzol on Instagram. A couple other notes for this race before we get into our categories. Mm -hmm. As Davey mentions, you know, nobody in the 125 class has a win. Uh, now that Stu is out, somebody yeah. will get their first win. And shout out to Davey for throwing out Lammy's name, who is beyond washed up at this point. We yeah, love, this is we eight love, years after he was a 125 motocross dominator. Eight years. We and love somehow, Lammy. He's on ECC Suzuki at this point. Not in the even, 125 in class. In the 125 Supercross class. And, and yeah. he's hanging on. And props to Davey being like, maybe Lampson. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Lampson. He can do it. Yeah, he can yeah, do it. Yeah, the, yes. So props to that. Uh, I don't remember if it was this year, but it probably was. Do you remember ECC had this the hype of this million dollar oh, bonus? Yes, yes. Was it for a race I, win or a title? I don't know. I but title. Yes, yes. Yeah, they had taken an insurance policy right. where if any of their guys won the title, right. they would make a million dollars. And uh, I remember a Lampson interview saying, I really think I can do it. I think I can win this. Yeah. And well, it's like, Lampson, you didn't win the 125 title when you were 20 on Mitch's team. <laughs> I don't know, about 30 on ECC Suzuki. Josh Woods on this team, Mike Craig, the manager, just a shit show. <laughs> a train wreck of a team. Uh, Jungle Jim doing the mods and, uh, yeah, just something else. I so. forgot about, yes, Mike Craig, the team manager. I remember this so well, interviewing him at a national one time. Now, look, Mike Craig, great talent. Maybe not a grinder. Mm, maybe. And I remember maybe. him having these amazing life regrets, midlife crisis of like venting to me about how like these kids don't want to put in the work. And he's like, I know, I know <laughs> every team manager I've ever worked for said right. the same thing about right. me, but now I get right. it. Right. Now I get it. Um, couple, couple things. Uh, also Weege on this race. So, uh, Brayton was in this. Oh my God. And, uh, and tell, so we were asking about this race. I was just literally looking to the right. results and right. I'm like, what? Yep. 15th place. Yeah. 2004. Justin Brayton. Right. Yeah. So uh, he was an arena cross kid and then uh, Budman, always helping people out. Right. Budman told me that Factory Connection was having a tryout for a fill-in. So I flew to Cali. I rode Supercross one day and then I flew to, Super, to St. Louis to race my first Supercross on Factory Connection. Yeah. On like a top yep. factory team, CR125. I think Indy was the weekend after. Ryan Mills is my teammate. And Wyndham, 
and they were pounding beers after the mains. It was crazy. Can you imagine the eyes like saucers? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm on a factory team, and what is going on? And Wyndham's pounding beers after the race. Yes. Sounds, uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, and he said he qualified second. Yeah, I'm not uh, finding data You're to back that up. I'm not finding data to back that up. Uh, again, just like our memories with LaRocco winning, uh, yeah. things are a bit off. Good point. But uh, he was said he was terrible in the main. He was out right, of shape from right. Arena Cross. Was did not have any fitness. Yeah, and got 15. Um, yeah. So the Justin Brayton's in the main event, and also Weeds. You were talking to Nick Way about this race. You ran it. I don't know. Were you you were inside the bubble though? So at some point, you just yelled at him. You just yelled to him. Yeah, uh, it was over the phone. Yeah. Okay. It was thank over you. The phone. Yeah, we yeah. were on the opposite end of the pits. Yeah. And I called him. Okay. Perfect. How about that? And so this morning. So yeah. this race. You said uh, in the heat race, he uh, also passes and leaves Larocco. Yeah, the the one that Shorty wins, yep. way yep. gets second. And, and Nick's on Suzuki at this point, right? Factory yeah. Suzuki, yep. yeah. And I said, hey man, we were watching Indy 04. We're going to do a podcast on it. In the heat race, you're really good. He's like, oh, it was a bad one. I'm like, really? He's like, struggled in the main, and I snapped. I snapped, and I went back to Dewitt. <laughs> And that's all he told you, right? He said he was way overtrained yeah. and the season was not going good. Yeah, and yeah. and in the main event, he starts third. It's Larocco, D V yeah. and Way. And yeah, he slips back to uh uh eleventh. Oh god. Yeah, so to so I knowing Nick the way I do, okay, I guarantee you mm-hmm. it was yeah, he was changing everything up, his whole program, freaking out. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that was a good opportunity. Nick had as you experienced, he was kinda in and out of factory teams. Yeah. Right? So he gets a full yep. Suzuki ride. And I believe before they brought Carmichael on at 05, Suzuki is basically like, we're just going to have 10 riders. Yeah. Somebody's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. We got Hamblin. We got Way. Uh, Tortelli's in and out with injuries. Yep. So many guys. Yep. Uh, and it didn't go well for Way that season. No, it did. You think? He went fourth and fifth overall. In the series. In the series. Oh. Outdoors and indoors. He was fourth in points? I believe he was wow. fourth outdoors or fourth supercross okay. or whatever, and yeah. then they clipped him. And then yeah. Well, I just it. remember this. I it was remember. one and done for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was one and done. Well, I remember it was like they signed Carmichael, so they're only going to have room for now yeah. one other guy. And who's it going to be? Tortelli was out almost all year, and then toward the end of the Nationals, Tortelli came back. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like Millville. Yep. And I remember Tortelli already got like third on yeah, a two-stroke yeah. right. outdoors. Immediately, yep. and smoked those guys, and I'm like, uh, this and, is not and, looking and good. And zero today. chance. I mean, that that Roger World Champion Tortelli, you know, Roger's yeah, yeah, Tortelli. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. um, all right, okay. Um, Indy yeah, bummer 04. for Nick because I'm sure he's looking at Chad in the back. Like that was a chance to at least podium, yes, yes. or win. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, it would take Nick uh, two more, three more years before he got a podium on that. He started getting some on yeah, the MDK. He did. He, did. he was a podium guy. Uh, yep. You know, it's funny when you. And I know Nick very well, and you know him pretty well. Like, I guarantee you, deep down, he thinks of himself as a failure. And that's, I've yeah. tried to talk to him for races yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks his career was a complete failure. He won one overall national. Yeah. Never, never won, won a 125. Supercross. Supercross, yeah. Uh, got on a 450 SX podium indoors three or four times, mm-hmm. maybe a bit more, but never got on podium 450 outdoors. But he made millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and he was a top 10 guy forever, and he was classy, and he was great, and he was funny. I guarantee you, though, in, in his heart of hearts, he thinks he was a failure, which is insane to think. Yeah. But but yeah. He, that's why when we bring up Indy 04, the, you know, he, he just says, ah, oh, I snapped or whatever. Like, yeah. His, his memories seen the snapping. His memories are just negative, right? <laughs> like, like his memories, you're like, Nick, you got to, you know. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I don't Nick. know. You know what yeah, I mean? Do you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, I think the whole problem is, especially with Nick, there's some guys where I, you're, you're – most of the guys you kind of know where their ceiling is, right? So there's certain guys – like certain guys 
one guy can get a fifth, and that's disappointing. And one yeah. guy can get a fifth, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You just kind of know where yeah. the ceiling is. Yeah. I feel like Nick is one of the hardest to ever figure out what was his potential supposed to be because he was like a hotshot team green guy. He was, yeah. So it was like, is he like a Carmichael stew? RV, yeah, like the next hotshot guy. Or I yeah. mean, they had Wyndham, Raynard, Stu, Carmichael, yeah. Way. That was like their group, yeah. and it was like, oh, four of the fastest dudes ever. Yeah. So you're like, is Way one of those guys? But now you really yeah. look back at it, you're like, no, maybe Way was more of a grinder. In a way, did he actually overachieve for his actual talent? I don't even know. Though he was an amateur hotshot. Yeah, yeah, totally a valid That's what point. I can't yeah, figure totally out. Totally valid point, right. and I guarantee you, though, he thinks of himself as a failure. He should have been better yes. in his mind. Yes, but and dude, then maybe at some point, like how much harder could he have tried? My God, he, he would not talk to me for the one moto story. Like he just would really? not. He would not talk to me. Really? Yeah, I did the career guys who have won one career. He wouldn't moto. do it. He would not do it. What? Wouldn't do it. Like because it's almost talk about like it. yeah, it's like why, why do I want to, how, how do I want to talk about how I'm a failure? I only won one moto. I see. You know, I talked right. to guys like uh, Burnworth and guys like uh, Brooks. Well, Brooks was pretty – other guys were, like, stoked to win that one moto. Right. I'll For talk him, to you, I'll the talk fact you all that day. I'm on a list of winning one yes, race yes. is not cool. Yes. And yeah, then I've yeah. said, let's do a podcast, uh, you know, a long-form podcast about your career, please. Yeah. And he just, like, doesn't want to do it. Wow. And he's one of the most agreeable guys. Yeah, absolutely. He's hilarious, right? Yes. Uh, and he's great, and he's got a good memory and all that. But he anyway, so this is a deeper conversation. But I, I think never of, knew I this. I think of himself, I think he doesn't want to talk about his racing too much because he doesn't consider it he's very successful. He's bummed on it. Yes. And, and, to know, me, and to me, it is so far from not being successful. You know, I could, that, that bums me out because certainly in the moment, I could see how you would feel that way. Mm-hmm. But you would like to think that, you know, Five ten years on, nah, especially I, when you made a good living, that you look back and you're like, "Hey, still man. hard on himself, man, really yeah. hard on himself." Yeah. So, um, all right, category time for Liat Reraceables. Yep. All right, here we go uh, again. Liat.com for more information on that. Categories for this race, uh, same categories all the time. And we thanks everybody for listening to this. Please uh, tell a friend, download this thing, uh, spread the word. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it. It's a brand new show, brand new feed. Tell and everybody this. The feedback, even if been you great. don't, yes, tell your friends this. Even if you don't know this race or care about this race, we make fun of so much stuff. To me, yeah. that's what makes these podcasts actually fun. So yeah. tell your buddies who may not remember races from then or care about races from then. It's still a good time yep. to yep. listen to the show. Yep, absolutely. So uh, who really won the race? I mean, I got to go with the actual winner, Michael okay. Rocco, I think. Okay. What, what do you? I mean, do you? What, I Am mean, I allowed to pick 125 class or no? Sure, yeah. I, I do not remember Paul Carpenter getting to the point where he was on the vert. <laughs> he was the fastest guy on the track and almost won. I'm sure... Much like this discussion we just had about Way, God, you know that Paul Carpenter, wherever he is right now, somewhere in New York. Yeah, he's working for the uh, state of New York and so doing so. You like, know this? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the guy, you know, he's thinking of this race probably every five days. Like I could have won a Supercross, I could have had it. So but this is my only chance. The night stew was out, yeah. and I fell down while trying to get Hanson. Yeah. So I'm, I was impressed with how well he rode. Uh, but I don't know if I can pick a guy who didn't win as the winner. I mean, no. I guess I could pick Hanny. He made $1.7 million from KTM because of this one win. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I yeah. mean, you don't have to pick the winner of the race. You no, can, sometimes yeah, we right. don't. Right, sometimes yeah. we don't. So uh, I was impressed with Carpenter. But to me, with LaRocco, his last win, yeah. hometown fans, he was yeah. the oldest Supercross winner ever until Brayton broke his record. Yep. So to me, he's a real winner here, even though his riding style looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll still and I never remember thinking about that about LaRocco. I don't either. Yes. I don't either. But when you watch this, yep. you're like, whoa. He's he's stiff. His back is up. His, yes. el- his elbows are down. And Yeah. When he comes like, in the corners, it is stiff. <laughs> uh, hey, do you think, um, 
Brayton gets 15th in the 125 class, and as he's headed back to the pits, and here's LaRocco get that whole shot, and LaRocco goes to win. Do you think Brayton was thinking, give it some time. I will break yeah, that record. Yeah, I oh, will, yeah, yeah, I will no, break no, that no. record I, I, someday. I will be there. Oh, yeah, I, for yeah. sure. He's 100%. like, just give me 12 years, and right. I'll break his all-time uh, oldest record. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Um, no, you know what? I, I'm being ridiculous. LaRocco is the winner. That's what makes this race so amazing. He whole I mean, shots. that's why we did it. Yes. Yeah. He whole shots, which he never freaking did. Right. And he wins in front of the home crowd, and it's his last win, and he's the oldest rider of all I time just, to win That's all the things I just said. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you convinced me. All right. Who's that guy? award i was gonna go Mm -hmm. so i could see this being ted campbell i could see that being ted campbell uh for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but i know ted we nicknamed him the shadow Uh, i traveled with him he's from arizona he's a good guy uh so i know a lot about ted campbell but if you the listener want to say ted campbell i understand but for me the who's that guy award is adam menenga from texas there's, oh. there's a Randy Meninga that builds tracks. Oh, this is not him? No. Oh, this so, is This is oh, Adam. I Randy this used to him. be a factory Suzuki mechanic back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do not know anything about Adam Meninga, if he's even related to Randy Meninga, mm. but he's from Moody, Texas. He gets 14th right ahead of the Daytona 450 Supercross winner, Justin Brayton. <laughs> so Adam Meninga, uh, th- that's who's the guy award. Uh, I uh, David Esposito, Esposito. Posty. S, S. Posty. I remember I, that name. Yeah, he was a Europe. Yeah. He's a Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah. I saw him a lot. Yep. Or French, one of those two. Yeah. I saw him a lot in Europe, so I knew that guy was. Uh, Brad Ripple, I know who that guy is. So uh, a shout out to Doug DeHaan, uh, Canada's own 13th. But Adam Meninga is Who's That Guy Award for me. Wait. Okay. Uh, who's that guy? Like a guy we just never even heard of at all. Uh, I've never heard of either Brian White, who was 10th fastest in practice, right behind our buddy Paul Parabinos. Paul Parabinos, ninth fastest. Uh, Brian White, or sorry, David Hill, uh, ninth, and Brian White, tenth fastest. Okay, clearly the unseated two fifties. The track was in perfect shape for those guys. Yeah, because it's all mixed up. Yes, okay, has yep. to be because mm-hmm. we love Paul. Oh, no, I'm sorry, this is the unseated. Oh, okay. I'm just surprised. <laughs> but these are really good names: Jeff Gibson, Kevin Johnson. Huh. Well, they're out of the top twenty in points. I guess Perhaps so. they're, they're West right. Riders doing. Their oh coast. my God! Who, who knows? Also, six fastest in that group. Uh huh. Barry. Oh, Barry. Barry's in there. Um, we had a race with Barry and Brayton in it. You're breaking together. the Lee at Reraceables uh, category rules, but that's okay. We've never taken anybody outside the main event to be who's that oh, guy. But I don't understand. Here's the problem. When we get to 04, there aren't riders in the main events that we don't know. Well, I thought Ted Campbell was going to be your guy. But we know who Ted Campbell is. You don't. I've heard of Ted Campbell. All right. Okay. Like, how am I supposed to pick a guy I haven't heard of when all 40 guys in the main are guys we've heard of? Okay. We've gone over these categories. Everybody, oh, but I'll, God. I'll, I'll call it, Weeds, you could have heard of the guy. Okay. But as I said off the top, mm-hmm. could you name three things about the guy? Or right. two things about the guy? That still makes it a who's that guy award. The only uh, one that I can say is in the main event that I can say that is Turbo Reef, who finishes 22nd. Yep. The only thing I know about Turbo Reef okay. is... Wow, there was once a guy named Turbo Reef. <laughs> okay. The name sure was badass, right. and that's all I ever knew about him. Fantastic. Okay. I think Daniel Blair knows him a little bit. All right. Uh, the late Tiger Lacey also up yeah, there, uh, yep. 21. Shout out to him. Uh, lit Kid Award for Lee at Reraceables. Um, hard to look at this really closely with the, yeah. with the quality of that we watched on YouTube, but um, I do like Reed's. That Thor stuff was had little uh, Viking helmets in the blue. Blue and white. Oh, did it? Okay. Uh, it was really sharp looking. Yeah. Really good looking. Okay. Of course, Yamaha, we all had to wear blue. Or the, or the team had to it wear makes blue. makes it tough. Yeah. Uh, but but I, this this Chad Reed outfit looked really good. And and shout out to the helmet that he has on in this race is the same one I have 
but I don't know if it's from Indio 4, but the Slim Jim, Slim Jim Thor helmet. helmet. Yeah. I have one in my studio. Chad autographed mm-hmm. it, and uh, and it's from this particular year. So Okay. All right, so that's the kit. What do you got? Uh, I actually like Wade's stuff. I like it. Yeah. Look good. Look good. Then yep. uh, I don't know. He would be happy to hear that. Oh, he did like he, the style. Yeah. He did like the style. Honestly, I got to say, 04, not a high point for gear as far as I'm concerned. Right. None of it really looked that yeah. good to me. Uh, a lot of dark colors, nothing bright. Oh, we should have asked JT about Shorty putting Fly on the podium. Yeah, he did. He I mean, yeah. Fly was not <laughs> looking good back then. <laughs> not. It was not very stylish. Right, right. No, I uh, like Way's stuff. Hey, that was uh, MSR? M- MSR. MSR, MSR, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah look good. Yep. Uh, where's JT? Uh, well, we well, covered we that. Covered yeah, that yeah. He's, he's fucking yeah. over Chad Reed is where, what, he, where, what he's doing. <laughs> uh, so, And uh, finally, the Jacob Marsak Award for the Lee at Reraceables, uh, presented by Maxis and Blenzol. This is the category we each for the guy who does the best that nobody will talk about. And, and for me... It's got to be Andrew Short, Motor World Suzuki. Winning like, his heat. Yeah. Winning the heat. Yeah. Like, he was, he was seventh in the 125 class, and he wins the heat against the big boys. Yeah. And I can tell you, as a mechanic for Tim Ferry, who was a podium guy many, many times, I don't think we ever won a heat in my three years of working for him. <laughs> I can't remember any heat race wins. Really? So, like, they weren't easy. It yeah, was yeah. the loaded mm-hmm. field just cut in half. So, yeah. it's not easy to win a heat. Mm-hmm. And Shorty does this as a... 125 rider. So yeah, this is uh, if Michael Moseman rode the opposite coast this year. Yeah. And won a right. 450 class heat. Yeah. On the gas. Now, gas. I do think Sealy did that. And I think Canard did that. You know, those it's type happened. of guys. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, but so shout out. But at this point, Shorty wasn't at the level. No. That Canard no, no, and Sealy no, were. No. They were genuine race yeah. winner, title contender, 250 class guys yeah. winning so, a 450 heat. I'll go Shorty because yeah. he wins that heat. He gets yep. six in the main. Yeah. Now. You know, the Jacob Marsak Award is, is Shorty went on to be a bigger name, but at this point, he's Jacob Marsak to me. Yeah, no one was remembering that he did that. Right. So now I got it figured out. Okay. This is where Paul Carpenter wins. If he told me that Paul Carpenter was on the verge of yeah. winning a 250 Supercross, or sorry, 125 Supercross at one point, yeah. I knew Carpenter was solid. Yeah. I always thought better outdoors. I did not realize he had this Supercross speed. Uh, good for him. Made the podium. Bummer that he didn't get that one. <laughs> they all knew it. Danny Smith says in the heat race, James is out. I know this is my chance. <laughs> they all knew it. They I got one it. race to win. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there we go. There's the Lee at Re-Raceables categories. And again, thanks to Maxis and Blenzel. Thanks to JT for jumping in here, of course. Uh, anything else about Indy 04 weeks that you got? You got anything else? Uh, looking through these practice times, Jacob Marsak himself <laughs> was in it, but okay. he didn't make the main. Didn't make the main. Didn't make the main, yes. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. And uh, spread the word. Subscribe. Give us a review on iTunes. That's a big important as far as uh, getting this podcast uh, noticed by more people. We'd really appreciate it. These are really fun to do. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Weege. Yep.